Welcome, travelers, to another exciting episode of Meet Us in Paris. I'm your host, Tanya, and I'm joined by my co-host, Zen. Today, we'll be diving into the latest travel topics, making headlines around the world. So get ready to explore and be inspired. That's right. Today, we have an incredible lineup of interesting travel news to share with you guys today. From the latest updates on passports to the virtual reality travel industry, which is shaping the way we explore our planet, we're going to cover it all. So let's jump in. All that and more coming up after a short commercial break. Stay tuned to meet us in Paris as we dive into the captivating world of travel topics in the news. I guess we're jumping in after the, the break. Okay. At 21, Steve Jobs founds Apple Computer. Colonel Sanders is 62 when his first KFC franchise opens. Success can come at any age. Need help jumpstarting your success? With thousands of courses and 60-plus certificate programs, UCI Division of Continuing Education can help. Courses are offered every quarter, so start today at ce.uci.edu forward slash amazing. Okay, so the first one is is passport news. So this comes from, from uh, I believe it's NBC News. NBC need News, a new yeah. Pass- yeah, if you, they have an article, need a new passport, State Department tells travelers to apply at least six months before departure. So right now, the agency is apparently getting over 400,000 passport applications every week. And then I'll just read the first paragraph. Or two. Mm-hmm. Amid continued unprecedented demand for international travel, the State Department is advising Americans to su- submit applications for passports at least six months before their scheduled departure date. That's state nuts. Fa- yeah, is that crazy? A State Department <laughs> official said in an email current processing times are 10 to 13 weeks for routine processing, and it takes seven to nine weeks for expedited processing, which costs an extra 60. And I expediting is seven to nine weeks, Zen. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And can you, and actually, the funny thing is not funny. My passport just expired. (laughs) No way, Zen. The first time I've had a passport since I was nine months old, and during COVID, I wasn't paying attention. And And all, everyone in my family, for the first time I can think of, we don't have valid passports. That's crazy. And you you all travel quite a bit. Yeah, um, yeah. So then I remember way back when, I don't know how long ago, but um, like a long time ago, you, I'd go in person to like the whatever building and come back after lunch and you'd have it. Yep. I yep. guess that does not happen anymore. Well, d- the other thing is, um, so I was looking into this. I'm, I'm not planning on doing international travel right away, but even if I was, I mean, the earliest I probably could do it is during the Christmas season right now. I was right. kind of doing more even California kind of destinations. But yeah. the um, it's, it's absolutely crazy because I was like, okay, I'll exp- expedite it. And pay the extra sixty, and I think it's actually maybe more right now than that is. And um, used to be you could go into the passport agency. Now you actually have to schedule an appointment, and they say if you're not, if you're renewing, just do it online. Don't even bother trying to schedule 
Only <sighs> if you need a passport now should you schedule an appointment. And then there's like Whoa. a lot. It it takes forever to get your um to get a meeting with the passport agency. Gosh, it's um I'm reading the article that you you're talking about, and and it's interesting because it's this bump in applications is because people are you know are going crazy trying to travel and it's called the so-called revenge travel it's like it's continued <laughs> into 2023 uh-huh. in consequence of pent-up demand from travelers after a year-long pandemic and the lockdowns in 2020 of course yeah but it's called funny i, I would revenge travel it's like no <laughs> but um i can understand that we were all kind of ca- had cabin fever there for a long time still we still do, yeah, I think. We still do. So I do have one tra- travel tip or tip because, you know, we, we're all about tips, is that yeah. I truly am filling out this form. What's really, really, really cool is now you can fill out the form online and answer a few questions and then type in some information. And then it produces the document that you need to um, mail in. No longer do you have to print out the document and fill it out by hand. You can fill out the document online. And then they ask you questions that are easier to answer. So the thing is, like, when you see these forms, it's just kind of like, what does this mean exactly? And um, they just ask you a few questions. And then it fills out all the check marks, yes or no, check, yes or no, yes or no. And then everything is in nice, neat letters. So you you won't get um, the thing kicked back because they can't read your handwriting. So your did you start it already, Zen? I actually have the actually as we speak. I actually have the paper because I'm at my desk. I actually huh. have the paperwork in front of me. All I need to do is write a check and get a photograph. Okay, so you're almost there. You're almost there. I think you should keep us updated. Okay, because it'll be the saga of when does Zen get his passport? Okay, well, I'll, <laughs> the first part is I actually have to get the photograph and mail it out. I think that's going to be the hardest part. That could take me a week or two. <laughs> actually i'm not lying actually will you go will you go get um the photograph um like at a, at a like where do you go now to, um, uh, like kinko's like i don't know who takes photos so here's a couple things that i found out a while ago is a they actually have programs on your phone that you can self take a photograph and it'll oh, show up see, at Wal- that's what i'm at thinking Walgreens. right uh-huh. yeah. and it, you take a picture with your phone and it will show up um, at Walgreens. That's all oh. you need to do. With. Or there's other ones where you can. Um, um, there's other ways that you can. Uh, uh, what was it? They have programs that you can actually take. Give me a second. Let me stop that phone. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like you're at the office, like like the movie, the the, the show, The Office. I probably should hung up that phone earlier. I'm sorry. Um, Zen, I, I, I said while you were away, I said that sounded like you were at the um, like the TV show The Office. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's actually a little bit like my life these days. But, <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of stuff juggling. You're juggling. And this is why we um, we do this. We kind of have the wanderlust of, of this program, of this podcast. Yeah. It's, so in between our actual trips, we can actually uh, get some of this out of our way, um, yeah. like out of our um, gut. You know, it's cathartic. Anyways, yeah. Um, 
that's our first article. If you want to leave the country, make sure your passport's good right now. And if it's not, start applying right now. That is okay. That's good to know. I always have the, oh my God, is my passport okay? Of course, right before I travel. So I, 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 I make my husband check it a million times and I'm fine. But still, I like, is it fine? Is it okay? Anyway, some countries don't let you in if you don't have it. Um, uh, you know, like if it's going to expire, some kind of thing. But okay. yeah, usually it's something like six months. Yep. I think exactly. It's about six months. Yeah. Gosh. Well, as, um, as we're talking about, not being able to travel quite yet. The next article that we found is about like virtual reality and the travel industry. And it's, it's booming, which is interesting. I, the article starts out with a, but the writer saying that is his 92 year old mother was trying, he was trying to help her. And, and so she could move and, you know, got her into doing um, virtual kind of, um, yeah, just putting the virtual goggles on, I guess. And it, it affected her, like, you know, she got dizzy. Um, it didn't, like, she felt uh, claustrophobic. It disoriented her. And so it's something that um, now they're looking into to do, I think, you know, a little bit better. But it's still a huge impact in the world of the of hospitality. Um, that they can visit places with virtual Glasses, virtual goggles. That is exactly. But I mean, that sounds super good. Um, it's it's. Um, so I was trying to find. I think it's it's immersive. So here, this is what I wanted to read. So you can go like in this case, I think he was trying to get her to go to like Frank, um, and Frank's house, operas, places like in, internationally, and here's something it's like a deeper immersion of of travel so it's deep dive into virtual tourism which involves a more immersive experience when you're surrounded by and can self-explore your environment so some of the tours require vr headsets but they often rely on 360 degree camera view to give the feeling of a natural world without the cumbersome headset so um that is going it's going to be different and I mean, I would try it. I think it's like visit, like they're saying here, Notre Dame, Korea. I mean, you can visit anywhere. Well, and also what they're saying is, it's, it, some of them I'm assuming are recordings, but a lot of them right. are actually, there is a live travel guide walking around Notre Dame with the camera. And you can actually ask them questions as they're walking around Notre Dame like you're actually there. So it's a live experience with a live person, not just like a recording that you're watching, like a yeah. movie. And it then, is, um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go on. Well, I was going to say, and, and with virtual goggles, you can actually turn your head, look around, look up at the ceiling, like the Sistine Chapel or what might, what have you, and you can actually experience it like you're actually there. Um, and within the middle of crowds as well, you know. Oh, cool. You know how I, I love Spain and, and this um, article also talks about um, like real life bookings, like you're saying. So in Spain, there's a group that offers 3D walking walkthroughs of, of locations and it's a ties, um, kind of a site for tourism industry. So um, it has 
the advanced technologies that are going to inspire the travelers to make it real. They're revamp- revamping hotels and putting them in immersive walkthroughs. I can see that for like event planners and different yeah. um, hosting of, of events in different cities. Well, but there goes your trip. If you were to, a, a planner, you, you would be able to go to your fam trip as they would call it. Um, but it's still a really good way to, to get all the, be completely immersed without really leaving. So there's a lot of increase in bookings from this, you know, walkthrough that is available for everybody. Well, I see actually seen them do virtual, uh, like actually this type of technology, like if you want to buy a house and the thing is that you can actually see what the inside of a house looks like, you know, as a side, well, not exactly a side. You, if you guys have watched the news in the last month and a half or so, in the last month and a half or so, um, the Apple uh, Apple renounced some VR goggles that are supposed to be like three thousand bucks or something like that. Oh, and wow. this is essentially what plays into that: is that they are building goggles so you can go visit these kind of places. And everyone place their bets. I think. Apple will start putting or start working with companies to put thing uh, cameras up at maybe courtside at a at a at a, at a basketball game. Yeah, and so you can actually watch the basketball game like you're actually there. See that that would traveling. be very cool for sports, right? For tournaments, for like you know, um, yeah, like Con- the Super Bowl, World Cup, concerts. I can't afford a front row concert seat to any, you know, anybody these days. Right. But wouldn't you love to have a front row seat concert ticket for Madonna and they can be able to move your head and be able to see different things. Yeah. I'm sold. I want it right now. Yeah. And hundreds of, (laughs) I mean, thousands of people can rent that same seat. So you don't even like the seat might cost $5,000 if you were to rent it. But if you put a camera there, there could be thousands of people paying a hundred dollars to sit in that yeah. front row of Madonna's um, next tour. Yeah, that sounds good. I want to mention one more last thing from this article. It's fantasy travel, okay. oh, which that? that sounds, you know, it's, it's, um, that's a travel that doesn't have to be based in real life at all. Like the real world gravity doesn't exist. Oh, the yeah, ocean yeah, yeah, can yeah. be on the ceiling. You can walk through a painting and touch the paint. So you can go crazy and, that would be a really interesting experience. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's um, it's something that I would, it, I don't know. I would immediately, it's like, sounds like going into, um, you know how they have in the fairs, the, oh, the house of mirrors and those kinds of places, almost like something you walk in and you don't know what to expect, but you know, it's safe for you to go in. So I like that. Um, it almost simulates, uh, I think like gaming, like walking into a game or something. Right. Right. So anyway, so I, 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 that sounds really cool. Anyway, okay. so that is um, virtual. Well, I got a question for you. One more yeah. thing. I got a question for you. Have you ever used Google Streets uh, where you actually can see what a street looks like? Yes. I think it's called Google Streets. So yeah, the thing I, is essentially – oh, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, I've done it because, um, you know, you get – like I've done it for when, like my childhood house and whatever when I was little – that right. I like I that's the kind of stuff I'll go look what did it look like and you know it's not going to look the same but where is it and look at the street and then you can move it so you're like there going like the 360 so it's very cool right. have you and, 
Yes, I use it. I've used it all the time. Same thing. It's like um, I haven't. I've told you. I, I've mentioned before. I was raised in Ohio. I yeah. have not seen my childhood house since I was. Oh, geez, it's got to be thirty years. And every once in a while, I'll drop use Google Street View and show my put myself in front of the house and and see what the house looks like. It's oh, the tree's still there. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Now, the, the only reason I mentioned this, this is one of part of the virtual reality travel industry um, is that there's lots of places like the British Museum. The British Museum is using Google technology and you can actually walk around the inside of the British Museum using Google Maps. So you use it just like Google Street View and you can walk around in a museum and then you can walk up to an item on the wall, click it, and then it will give you a description of what you're actually looking at. That sounds really good because you like I'm the kind that will prepare for a trip. We've talked about who plans it and who doesn't. I like to plan, so I would like, probably do a little bit of that to see if I can go into if I want to go inside and actually look at particular maybe ex- exhibits or paintings or something. I would do that instead of you know, wandering around the day of into the museum. Okay, well, even I if you know do, that. Yeah, even if you did it ahead of time, it just, like, gives you a little bit... Um, little, like the land. Yeah, like, for example, you, you look at the Rosetta Stone, and then up, up, um, online up pops up a little description of the Rosetta Stone. So when you actually physically get there, you can find it and know what this is that you're looking at. So that's good. Yes, that sounds fun. I, I wasn't into it and I'm starting to warm up to this now. Yeah, it's so, not a replacement, but it's a another form of travel, yeah. maybe. Okay, last one. Yes. This comes from Fast Company. Titled This airline wants you to travel across the world without clothes. And nope. that really confused me. <laughs> <laughs> Japan Airlines is hoping that. Giving travelers an opportunity to rent clothes at their destination will drive down its carbon footprint. Now, I'm going to read about it. The article says, passport, check, phone, check, wallet, check, clothes, don't need them. Yeah, this right. Is what, yeah, right. <laughs> Let's see. This is what Japan Airlines is offering to overseas travelers who are heading to Tokyo. The carrier has begun a year-long trial to encourage passengers to rent clothing at affordable prices that they'll receive at their destination rather than tow their own clothes along with them. The aim of the rental model is to help reduce carbon emissions as well as generate a more circular economy by reusing clothes, Through though the exact impact remains to be seen. So what they're saying is, don't pack any clothes. Go online, select clothes that you like, size, shape, whatever. Yeah. And when you actually get there to Japan, they will deliver you your rental clothes to use for the week. And at the end of the week, you return the clothes back to the airline. It says you still need to bring your own socks and underwear, thank God. Oh, God. Sorry, I need yeah. to you know. <laughs> but, I mean, I can sort of see that. You know how people, when they go skiing, they'll rent some of their, you know, like what they're going to wear because what they go skiing once a year or something. I don't know. So I, I, I can see that sort of, 
but I don't know. I'm not sure. Does it say how many people are actually part of it? They're doing it for a year, so we'll know more later. Well, you can actually okay. visit the website. The website is called Anywhere. Anywhere. <laughs> That's funny. Like Sorry. Anywhere, like wearing clothes. Any yeah. wearing clothes. Anywhere. Anywhere. So it's all one word. Anywhere, anywhere dot store. And you can actually track, look, take a look how it works. And it's run by Japan Airlines. But I was just thinking it's like, I can rent clothes and make me look like I'm a, a multimillionaire. Right. Yeah. Or, or like, I, you know what? Just borrow suits so you look like you're James Bond the whole time that you're in. <laughs> Or yeah, or yeah, have a completely different look for your for your travel that week. Yeah, it'd be like huh. it's like combination of traveling and Halloween. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> there we blended the American flavor to it. How funny! Yeah. Um, so, and I've always wanted to try a kilt. <laughs> um, let's yeah, I think you should go on the uh, website on the app and ask them to get you that for. When you're traveling, yeah. Yeah, I'll wear a kilt throughout Japan. I would never huh? do it at home, but in Japan, no one will recognize me. I could see it for, like, not taking all the stuff that we take on the on the flights, which we've talked about. Um, and I understand, like, kind of the cycle of the clothes and, and you know, the lower. Um, kind of better for the, for the environment and all that. So, I mean, I can see that. I, I would almost, like do like coats or sweaters and those kinds of things I wouldn't be so against. I'd have to try. I don't know. Oh, yeah. interesting. But I, I think it's kind of also interesting that it's the airline who's putting it together. That well, that's an well, endeavor. Well, I think the reason is, is that it lowers the, um, your, it lowers the weight of the plane. So yeah, they less, use less fuel. Yeah. And so that's why they're saying it's part of the sustainability is that it it's you know, it just uses less fuel so they save more money. I didn't see anything about the actual cost for the clothes. No, but you know, I'm I'm reading something. I'm going to read this um they they did um a comparison on the on the less fuel. So listen to this. Um Less weight on an airplane does produce a lower carbon footprint because the jet requires less fuel. And there's right. business benefits for the carrier. So like when United Airlines started using lighter paper in its in-flight magazines in 2018, it reported 170,000 gallons of fuel per year and 290 in operational costs, making the flight service guides in lighter paper. It, um, it saved 220,000 gallons so of, of gas. So... It is nuts that that just like that little change makes it um, some savings. So imagine what clothes would do. Right. If no one packed clothes. But also, let, let's think about it this way. Um, is it Kristen? I know definitely our friend Emily, who was a pop, one of our co-hosts in the past. Emily only does carry on everywhere in the whole world. Yeah, we, I, we do too. I I don't. I have not checked in a bag in a long time. Right, but the thing is that so the thing is that you're packing so little in the first place. You can even just pack a small amount, and then you can supplement it with the service. It's like exactly. Look, you, you know the See, thing is I, that I will never take a suit with me on a 
on the trip. But the thing is that if you need a suit to go to a restaurant, wouldn't this be a great service for that? Yeah, and or you go to a party, a girl. Um, you don't take your, you know, your going out kind of clothes, but you can go and get some really cool different kind of looks that you wouldn't probably find here in the state. So like I could see that. Like if you go to something a little bit special, that's where I would maybe consider renting it. Um, Cause yeah, I take the basic, basic fit prep, very light. Um, so th- that's yeah. why I'm like a jacket, a sweater, a scarf, kind of um, those kinds of things. Yeah. I might, I might consider renting. So or, I'd never yeah. thought of it that way. Yeah. Or, or even like, you could bring a light if you're going somewhere cold. You could bring a light jacket, but like if you plan to go, like for example, I went to when we were in Tokyo, we went to um, Mount Fuji, and it was mm. freezing there. And we actually we were there for a week and a half, and we, I would say, one quarter of our luggage was taken up by packing um, winter jackets. Of course, exactly. So, so that would have been a good time for you to rent something like that for the whole family. Yeah, because the thing is, the winter jacket is so bulky, and it's, you know, and the thing is, it took up a quarter of our luggage, right? and we used it only for, most of the tour, we didn't even use it, it's just when we got up to the top of Mount Fuji, and the thing is that, so we only used it for four hours. That's nuts. At most. Yeah, no. yeah. So, this is perfect. I, I, I'm starting to change my mind as well. Yeah, I, yeah, as we're talking, I'm a little bit more on uh, getting sold, so, okay. All right. So um, I guess that's a wrap for today's episode of Meet Us in Paris. Thank you for all for all of you joining us as we explored the latest travel topics in the news. We hope you found this episode enlightening and inspiring for your future adventures. Meet Us in Paris is a University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education Production. If you need a career boost, looking to increase your workplace knowledge, or seeking a new profession, check them out at CE. .uci.edu for the professional courses. And until next time, fellow travelers, keep dreaming, keep exploring, and remember, the world's waiting for you. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>